Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority podcast. This is episode 140. I'm Art Regner, and as always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings, whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. It's always a great time to cozy up on the couch after a long, hard day of work with a nice, ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue. But as always, we ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. With that said, let's get to episode 140 of the Red and White Authority. Our guests are Michigan's Mel Pearson, the head hockey coach of the Wolverines, and Danton Cole, the head hockey coach of the Michigan State Spartans. It's duel in the D time again this year, and it's coming up this coming Monday at Little Caesars Arena at 7 o'clock. That is Monday, uh, the 17th of February. Uh, And to be fair, we weren't sure should Mel or Danton go first. So our producer, and we want to be completely objective here, our producer, Andrew Bossman Christoph, flipped a coin. Michigan was heads. Michigan State was tails. And it came up head, so Michigan's Mel Pearson will be first on the podcast, followed by Michigan State Stanton Cole. We hope you enjoy it. It's always great to talk college hockey. And don't forget the duel in the D this coming Monday, February 17th, at Little Caesars Arena between Michigan and Michigan State. Let's begin with Michigan's head man, their bench boss, Mel Pearson. Joining me now is the head coach of the University of Michigan Wolverines hockey team, and that, of course, is uh, Mel Pearson. The Wolverines have been rolling lately, and uh, let's uh, bring Mel into the Red and White Authority. Uh, Mel, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Art. It's always uh, great to be with you. Well, uh, I mean, you are rolling since the first of the year. Uh, you know, I, I think everybody that has followed this program over the years just expects Michigan to be not only a good hockey team, but one of the best hockey teams in the country. I know you kind of started off slow this season. What has turned it around for the Wolverines? Well, good observation, Art. We, we did get off to a slow start, and I attribute to that mainly to uh, a new faces. Um, you know, we lost uh, some, some pretty good hockey players some seniors but then you uh you lose a kid like quinn hughes you know who would uh, be a junior this year on a blue line he looked pretty good in maize and blue and then josh norris is one of the leading scorers in the american league i think top five and um you know he didn't play the whole second half for us a shoulder injury junior as well but that's college hockey uh it's changed maybe from 10 15 years ago you're going to lose these underclassmen uh more of them earlier and it's it's really created uh uh, some difficulties in the the recruiting, not knowing when guys are going. Now, having said that, uh, you know we got healthy at, at Christmas, so we had a nice break. Uh, guys were able to get healthy, and that's that time uh, we've only lost one game in the new year, and that was a tough one to Ohio State here at home two weeks ago. Uh, you know, we was two one in the third, but uh, we ended up losing it uh, to an empty net goal. But anyway, we we've played extremely well. Uh, from the net on out since Christmas. When uh, I, I want to ask you, you know, it's interesting when you said, you know, college hockey has changed uh, in in the last 15 years in the face of college hockey. And when I look at the pairwise rankings or or just the, the standings and, and various conferences and, you know, who's been winning national championships, uh, it seems that it's diversified, if that makes sense. And is that because when you look at the rosters of NHL teams, when you look well, at no the, doubt, the, no the, doubt about it, right? The American players are from all over the country. Well, that's it. I, I think the pool of players are uh, has really exploded, and uh, not only that, but uh, more good players and players from everywhere. Uh, we've got three California kids on our team. That started their, you know, played the majority of their youth hockey in California, uh, and we're in one of the greatest hockey states, uh, you know, in the world. And we don't have as many Michigan kids as, as we used to. So, you know, it goes in, uh, you know, ebbs and flows as far as talent level uh, in the state of Michigan. But uh, it's exploded. Uh, that's why you see a team like Arizona State in the top twenty every year. I mean, they've been able to tap that uh, California market and. And a couple of players from Arizona, um, you know, you see it with Austin Matthews in right. the NHL. Players are coming from all over now, so uh, it, it's helped create parity in college hockey, and uh, it's a fine line every night. If you don't show up, there's 60 teams in college hockey, Division One. If you don't show up and play, 
your best, you're going to get beat. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're ranked from one to sixty. It's it's that tight as far as the parity goes in college hockey, and especially you know programs like uh, ourselves and Boston College, North Dakota. You get hit on both ends. You're losing players to the NHL, um, you know, more frequently now and, and sooner. And then you're also, you know, battling the major junior for your, your, your young players. So you're getting squeezed by both ends a little bit. So you have to stay on top of it. You have to have a strategy and you have to make sure you do a good job in the recruiting. Well, and, you know, as you said, I mean, you know, the, the old timers listening, remember, it used to be the three M's, Michigan, Minnesota, Massachusetts for hockey players. I am right. wondering because it's now such a, uh, uh, it's no longer considered "quote unquote." I never agreed with this, by the way, Mel. A regional sport, though. But how has it impacted hockey in a state like Michigan or Massachusetts or Minnesota? Because you look at it and you think, can it grow any more than it already has, or has hockey still very vibrant in those three states? I guess what I'm trying to ask you, Mel, do you think yeah. that they're leading the way? Well, no question. They're still leading the way. And, uh, you know, I, I played high school hockey in Minnesota, so I, I stay in touch with people there. And, and they're excited about the growth of uh, their game. And uh, this year, Minnesota, to me, has one of the best teams in the country as far as talent, just skill and talent. Uh, they're going to be extremely good. And they're in a cycle right now where they've got some tremendous players out of the state of Minnesota. But it's, it's growing there. there are more kids playing. Uh, which is fantastic. Uh, as far as Massachusetts going, they, they're also in a real big upswing now with the talent level coming out of there. And between the, the prep schools and a couple of the junior programs there, they're doing a great job. Uh, Michigan is, is, is also, you know, we're seeing some kids come out of some areas, you know, more kids out of like Grand Rapids who there haven't been a lot of players uh uh, you know, in the past, but more, more and more kids are starting to come out of the the west side of the state now, which is exciting. Uh, you know, and I see some kids up north, so it's no question about it. Michigan's still a, a very strong state as far as hockey goes, and we're very fortunate uh, to be right right in the middle of all that hockey here. And, and we do get our share of, of young Michigan players, and I think it's on upswing too. Michigan, we've got some. some we think some real talented players coming in the future that we're extremely excited about. When you, uh, uh, I, I think you're six one and one uh, from the first start of the year. Uh, I remember watching you play in the championship game in the, in the GOI at, uh, at at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, you talked about health, but uh, you know, Mel. Every time I, I talk Michigan hockey, and uh, and I've talked it obviously for years, is is that I'll always say, you know, if Michigan could ever. Find a goaltender, a, a premier goaltender. I'm not knocking anybody because it always seemed the high end forwards were there, uh, the top defensemen. Again, all you have to do is look at NHL rosters, and you know there's the Wolverines are well represented. But what about the play of Strauss Mann? Uh, he has actually kind of as he finally, and I don't mean this negatively either. Finally, found his his game. Is it coming together for him? Well, it has, and, and good observation, Art, and that's, I think, the one thing that uh, maybe we've been lacking is that, uh, you know, top-end goaltender, and, and nothing against the guys that have been here in the past. They've done a good job, and Hayden Levine was a senior on our team. He took us to the Frozen Four two years ago and played extremely well. Uh, unfortunately for him, Strauss has done a great job this year. Yeah, Strauss is top 10, has been in the top 10 in, in most categories as far as save percentage, goals against average, minutes played. Um, he's the guy who's, who's really uh, given us the chance to win every night. Even when we were struggling early, we were in a lot of tight games, and uh, we just couldn't get that next goal. We weren't scoring, and Strauss played extremely well. gave us a chance to win every night. And since that time, he's uh, we found our scoring a little bit, and, and Strauss has continued to play uh, extremely well. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the reason. He's our MVP by far. He's the reason why we've turned our season around and uh, like I said went from 06 and 1 in the Big 10 to now we're 8 8 and 2 and uh, most of that has been Strauss and good for him and he's only a sophomore and we're excited about uh, how he plays and his feature here at Michigan. Mel, do you ever, when you're standing behind that bench, say to yourself, my gosh, we're, we're, we're getting some goaltending here. What's going Is this Michigan? Well, you know, you, at times you have that and uh, you know, you're 
you're always good to your goalie and uh, uh i mean he's the he's the guy that's gonna step up and they can make a world of difference they can give you a timely save in a game and you to you know or if you're struggling a little bit early in a the game they can keep you in there till you find your footing a little bit uh, and Strauss has done you know both of those all of the above play extremely well but it's nice it's nice to know he's there. It just gives your team so much confidence. Uh, you, like I said, even when you uh, make some mistakes, you can play a little looser, a little freer at times, knowing that he's back there and, and he's going to come up big for you. When you look at the standings right now, and they're and they are definitely very, very close. I know uh, Wisconsin is uh, who you swept over the weekend at Yost. Uh, uh, is 10 points behind you. Uh, Michigan is 8-8-2 eight, eight, in the Big Ten, 13-12-3 overall. Uh, uh, you have 27 points in the conference. Penn State, who you have two games at hand, uh, leads the conference with 33 points. Michigan State um, also has two games at hand. They have 31. So if you look at it, it's a six-point difference but since games are three points in the Big Ten, if you win, uh, this thing appears to be going right down to the uh, the, the wire. You have uh, uh, six teams that could actually uh, compete and win this Big Ten championship, it looks like, this year. Well, and it was that way last year, too, Art. It, it, it's been extremely tight, and uh, we, we talk about it as coaches all the time. I mean, how... How difficult it is uh, to win a Big Ten championship uh, because of that, how balanced our league is. And there's tremendous players here. We just played Wisconsin. And, you know, they've got three first round NHL draft picks on their team, and they got a fourth who will be a first rounder this year. Uh, that That's what you're playing against every night. You're playing against teams that are extremely talented with great players and great coaches. And it's exciting. It's it's hard to tag hockey, uh, you know, on the coaches, but the players love it. The, the competition level is is so good, and so many future NHL players uh, sprinkled all through the conference. But uh, you're right. We win two games, and we're tied with Penn State. I mean, that's how tight it is. And uh, who would have thought that when, like I said, we were all six and one at the start of the year, and Michigan State's had a extremely good year. Dan Cole's done a great job there. Uh, turning that program around. So we expect we play them this weekend, and uh, obviously we get to come down to Little Caesars Arena on Monday night, which will be uh, which will be a great game. And uh, we play Friday night up there, and, and then get a couple days to get ready for the game at Little Caesars. But uh, it's an exciting league. It's great hockey, and uh, we're just happy to be right in the thick of things. When uh, I, I, I wanted to get to the duel in the D, which is on a Monday this year, uh, which is uh, uh, coming up on the 17th at Little Caesars Arena, as you said, you play, you play on Valentine's Day, uh, but no love lost between these two teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we'll be exchanging any hugs and kisses. All right, let's just put it that way. So uh, there might be a couple uh, stiff hits in there and, and whatnot, but there won't be any any of that lovey-dovey stuff Friday night up in Lansing. But uh, no, it's it, it's good. It's uh, you know their program has, has become relevant again. Uh, you know, and uh, in a short period of time, I'd like to thank our program is coming there too so uh it's going to be a, a heck of a game up and seen and then obviously we, we we're both thrilled to get on the big stage at little caesars and uh, i know our players our student athletes are excited to get down there and play uh an nhl building with uh what is it about playing in an nhl building i i i know that uh, you know, it's it, it's it's kind of commonplace now for college teams where, where whatever city they're in or, or state maybe going to if they have an NHL arena to to try to play a game there. But uh, but playing at Little Caesars, not the history that Joe Lewis Arena obviously had or Olympia yet. But uh, I, I would imagine that you don't really have to peel paint off the walls when you're getting the Wolverines ready to uh, hit the ice at Little Caesars. Well, we don't. And, uh, you know, Chris Illich and uh, the Red Wings and Olympia Entertainment, they, they do a great job as far as hosting our teams there. And, you know, I think part of it is just the, the aura of playing uh, in a rink that the, the pros do, you know, the Red Wings. And we've got so many kids and so does Michigan State from the state of Michigan. Uh, that have followed the Red Wings forever. So to be able to play in a building, um, you know, Little Caesars where, you know, you're looking up to guys, whether it's Dylan Larkin or Justin Alpicator for the Spartans or whoever it might be, you know, it's it's a, it's a great a privilege and an honor, and the kids are very excited to have the opportunity to play down there. 
Um, and a lot of them, like a lot of them too, are inspired to play at the next level. And, uh, you know, we've got two first rounders on our team and, um, you know, and Johnny Beecher is drafted by Boston, tremendous player. And Cam York, who was 14th overall by Philly last summer, was a, an outstanding defender. So, like I said, these kids all aspire to play at the next level. And I think it's awesome that we get the opportunity to uh, play in a venue like Little Caesars Arena. When you when you look at it, I, I, I know we're going to be jumping around a little bit here, Mel, because that's usually what I do. But, I, but I'm, I'm really kind of curious... Quinn Hughes is tearing up the NHL as a rookie. Yeah, you'd look good in another blue line as a junior, wouldn't he, Art? Right, yeah. I I mean, I guess you're not surprised. And I know he wanted to come back and he wanted the Wolverines to win a championship. You know, he's maize and blue all through. But um, are you a little bit surprised that he has played so well for the Vancouver Canucks? No, no. When, when you see it every day. Uh, when you see it in practice, uh, when you see the things that he can do. I saw it his second game, his freshman year, we were out at Clarkson. Uh, he made a pass in that game that, number one, I don't know if 99% of the players at our level would have seen. Number two, I know 99% of the players wouldn't have even tried. And number three, he not only sees it, but it's a backhand saucer pass uh, from one side of the rink to the other, from one blue line to the next, right on a guy's tape, a stick, and he goes, and I go, oh, boy, oh, boy, yeah, um, yeah, no, he was really good. And uh, I think people that don't know him just see his size and whatnot, but he was such a competitor. He's, he's so smart. He's, his edges are so good. So when you ask me, was I surprised? No, no. And, and, and I, I give us Travis Green and the, the – Vancouver connects a ton of credit for how they've handled them, how they've played them. And, you know, they didn't throw them right on their number one power play. They didn't throw them, you know, the, the leading minutes right off the get-go. Uh, you know, he had to earn his time, and, and good for Quinn. And, uh, yeah, I just talked to him on Sunday here, and he threw out a congratulations, I guess, after their game on, on Saturday night, uh, knowing that we had beaten the Badgers. But he's a tremendous player and had a bright future in the NHL. Right, it, it it you know it's it really does uh, every time you see it, and, and what I really like is that, and I guess this uh, you you must put a smile on your face too. Whenever they mention him, uh, not only do they say the Vancouver Canucks, but n- uh, nine out of ten times they also say University of Michigan. And well, yeah, no question, we're proud of Quinn and uh, for what he did for our program, but what he's doing at the next level. Uh, but like all our guys, whether it's Dylan Larkin, uh, you know, or, or Luke Clinton, or Max Pacioretty, or Carl Hagelin, or J.T. Comfort, <clears throat> you know, or Zach Rinsky, you go down the list, uh, we've got a number of guys who are doing extremely well at the next level. Right, and the second star of the week in the NHL is Kyle Connor, who just seems to be getting better and better. Well, no question. And, and Kyle Connor, uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, he held out this year at the start of the year, and uh, Kyle skated with us, so um, I told him I'm going to charge him <clears throat> about $10,000 per day once he signed that contract, but uh, he's a great player. Yeah, I mean, his release, his his work ethic, his skating, he's um, a tremendous player, and he's having a heck of a year for Winnipeg. What's, uh, let, let's focus in on, on the task at hand. I know on Valentine's Day uh, you'll be up in East Lansing at Mun Ice Arena playing the Spartans, and then Michigan is the home team on Monday's game, the duel in the D, uh, perhaps the heaviest trophy in the history of sport. <laughs> Maybe not so much, I, I guess, the, uh, the Great Lakes uh, trophy that the Lions and uh, uh, Browns play for in the preseason game. That thing is huge, too. It looks like the Edmund Fitzgerald, but enough about that. But it's an impressive trophy, I will say that. It would take the entire Michigan team, if you win on Monday, to lift it. But uh, 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 what kind of game do you expect? I mean, these are rivals, but over the years, and I've gotten to know a lot of Spartan hockey players uh, through my uh, covering of the Red Wings, and obviously I know a lot of Wolverines, but... Um, even though it's a heated rivalry, there definitely seems to be, maybe once you leave, a respect among the teams. Well, I think there is. And uh, I think that was created, uh, obviously, with, when Ron Mason was at Michigan State and uh, Red Barons. And, uh, you know, they were fierce, fierce rivalries. I don't know if I've seen any more competitive 
coaches or people than uh, Coach Mason and Coach Berenson. But at the end of the day, um, you know, once the games are over, they had a, a ton of respect for each other. And I think they, you know, they that they pass that down to their their, their teams, you know, uh, play hard and, you know, you're bitter rivals when you get out on the ice, but uh, you can be, uh, you know, act accordingly when you're away from the rink. And no doubt about it, I remember one year we had the brawl down in Detroit or Joe Lewis there where all 20 guys on the ice going at it and uh, Cam Stewart and Brian Smolin ended up getting tangled up together and the next year they were both in in boston boston bruins together and roommates so um yeah there's no doubt about it it's an intense rivalry uh we go at it hard uh, whether it's uh, you know any sport any sport but especially hockey you know when it's a physical game uh we expect uh, really two intense games this weekend probably you know hard fought physical uh you know, probably low scoring. Just looking at how they play and and how we've been playing lately. But uh, at the same time, uh, we expect, uh, like I said, because of the standings, you have added implications. And we both want to host host that uh, hoist that trophy. That uh, is a great trophy, by the way. It's a beautiful trophy. The guys did a great job putting that together, and uh, we'd be honored to, to win that again. Yeah, the Duel of the D trophy. I mean, it is impressive. It's awesome. It's awesome. It, it really it, is. There's no question. I just saw it yesterday in the offices. Uh, uh, and uh, I tried to lift it, and I decided <laughs> that, uh, you know, maybe hernia surgery at my advanced age is probably not a good idea. So, uh, right, right. But it is impressive. When you when you look at this, you know, a player I really wanted to talk about, and you have uh, uh, obviously a couple of senior forwards who are doing well, uh, Jake uh, uh, Slaker, and, uh, uh, but Will Lockwood seems to be one one of those hard luck kids that you know can't catch a break injury wise but you know he's he's really 16 points right now 25 games uh i guess his perseverance has to be i don't know as corny as this going to sound the inspiration for the wolverines well it is if you've seen what wills had to endure uh you know up until this year just with injuries and uh, losing a whole year, uh, you know, sophomore year when we were on our Frozen Four run. Uh, it's, it's been hard. It's been a, a mental grind for Will, but uh, no one works harder. Uh, no one cares or plays as hard for for Michigan than Will Lockwood. And for him to come back, uh, I know Vancouver, you know, t- offered him a contract last year. They had some interest in bringing Will out, but Will uh, wanted to come back for a senior year. Uh, graduate, uh, you know, stay with a senior class and be the captain here. And good for him. And, you know, he's having a good year. Uh, maybe the numbers don't reflect it, but uh, I don't know if I would trade him for anybody in our league. Uh, just the way he plays, uh, how hard he plays. He's a tremendous skater. He's got great hands. He, he's got a great shot. And he's a tremendous leader in our locker room. So uh, you can't you can't put a price on the way that he leads. And, you know, like I said, maybe he doesn't have the numbers he would like to have, but he's played extremely well for us. And uh, we're just so proud to have him back. And uh, he's going to graduate this spring. And then, you know what, he's going to have his opportunity to play our pro play pro hockey uh next year and, and good for him uh finally uh i guess the incentive obviously is always to win win the big 10 championship uh win your regional qualify for the ncaa tournament uh uh, and, you know, Michigan's right in the thick of things, as we said. The Big Ten really is all kind of bunched up together, uh, even in the pairwise rankings. Uh, but the incentive this year is that not only is it the duel in the D this coming Monday on the 17th of February uh, at Little Caesars Arena, but the national championship are going to be at Little Caesars Arena. And to have Michigan playing there, and you came oh so close when it was at Ford Field a few years back, uh, the Wolverines qualifying. Uh, I would imagine if that were to happen, and you know me, Mel, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that it happens, but uh, uh, I, I think that a sold-out Little Caesars Arena with Michigan or, heck, Michigan State, whomever, a Michigan-based team playing for a national championship would really show what hockey means in this state. No doubt about it, and Michigan is is such a great hockey state, and obviously, uh, you know, the Red Wings uh, over the years have been such a tremendous, uh, you know, team, and uh, Little Caesars Arena would be a great way to show it off to, uh, you know, the country, you know, maybe people haven't uh, seen it, and I know when when you host a national championship uh, like the Frozen Four, people come from all over, uh, not only the U.S., but Canada and some from uh, other parts of the world. So it'd be a tremendous, uh, it's going to be a tremendous event. 
uh, either way. But obviously, that's our goal to get there and that as a, a picture uh, uh, in our lives. The skyline of Detroit uh, is a little incentive this year. So uh, there's a lot of hockey left. Uh, we still have the opportunity to uh, qualify for that. Uh, I know we've, we've got to put some things together here, but that would be tremendous. And uh, like I said, a great way to not only show off uh, a Little Caesar Arena and the Red Wings, but uh, the city of Detroit and, and uh, how it's making its comeback. So uh, we're going to do everything we can, Art, to uh, try to get there. And like I said, there's a lot of hockey left. We look the way our team plays. So uh, hopefully we'll see everybody on Monday at Little Caesars, and then hopefully down the road, um, you know, we can get there. When you uh, when when you look at it, finally this game on Monday that you're going to be playing there, uh, you know, Michigan is the home team. I know it switches every uh, every year, dual in the D. Uh, but to uh, uh, to be in that building playing Michigan State. Uh, I, I would imagine that when you look at the history that these two teams have with each other, uh, the, the whole atmosphere, whether uh, it, 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 if you look at it because of scheduling conflicts this year, it, it is on a Monday, but I would imagine it could be any day of the week uh, or a new day that they invented. But anytime the Wolverines and Spartans get together, uh, people are going to see a good quality hard-fought show uh, uh, out, out on the ice. And I, I hope the fans turn out. I really do. I, I watched the Bean Pot in Boston last night, and they were sold out seventeen thousand something. But you know what? I, I hope the, uh, the the people of Detroit and the, the suburbs and the Michigan come on out for this game because it'll be a hard fought, tremendous event, and I think it'll be a, a good show. And obviously, we want to show those people in Massachusetts that Michigan is really the hockey state. So that's my challenge. Is uh, come on out and uh, let's have more than seven down there in Detroit and uh, this this rivalry, this intense rivalry, and uh, people get their money's worth because it's going to be a heck of a hockey game. Yeah, it certainly will be, Mel. It's always great catching up with you. I'll see you on Monday. Uh, thank you for, so much for doing this. Uh, uh, best of luck. You know, I I always say this because uh, uh, not that I've crossed over, that would never happen. But I definitely have respect for Michigan State. But uh, my heart's always with Michigan, but may the best team win. Thank you uh, very, very much, Mel. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Red and White Authority. Yeah, thanks, Art, and go blue. Like to welcome to the Red and White Authority, the head coach of the Michigan State University Spartans, and that, of course, is Danton Cole. Uh, Danton, uh, uh, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Red and White Authority. Well, thanks for having me on, Art. Uh, I know that when you took the program over a few years back that the Spartans were were going to go through a, a bit of a transition period, uh, get the program back to where it once was, but it has been uh, quite a, I, and, you know, and I'm, you know, too much hyperbole always comes out of my mouth, but has it been more of a meteoric rise, or are the Spartans right where you thought they would be? Because you fellas really have uh, elevated your game to uh, uh, to a level that I think MSU fans and I think everyone around the country that follows college hockey expect from the Michigan State Spartans. No, I, I think, uh, you know, I guess break that down in a, in a couple of different ways. Uh, you know, I we knew that. And, and we kind of preached it while we were here, just that hey, there, there was going to have to be some some patience, and I think you know that's that's probably true all the time. That's a good good attribute to have. But we knew that you know it was going to take some time to build some things. And I think, to tell you the truth, the first year we probably got a few more wins than you know we thought maybe uh, was was in the in the room. And then and then last year I thought we made some steps, and now this year we're you know competing for first place in the Big Ten and. Really, when we looked at it, if I, I look back through, you know, what, what our goals were and kind of how we wanted to move things along, um, we were hoping to be in the battle for home ice uh, by the third year in the Big Ten playoffs. And that that means you're in the top four. That means you're in the, the hunt nationally. You know, you're relevant in the in the pairwise. And, and that's about where we are. So, you know, we, we feel good where we're at. I think, I think our team plays a good brand of hockey. We're excited. I think our fans are, are real excited about how we're playing. And, um, you know, attendance has been great. So I think the momentum and everything's moving in the right direction, but there's uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. When you take the program over, do you, uh, and, and, you know, I've always, when I think MSU, and maybe because I'm still obsessed with uh, with Ryan Miller, 
Miller uh, and the whole Miller family. Drew, Drew Miller is actually a pretty good buddy of mine. Uh, is that uh, uh, it, it is goaltending? And did you know that in order to turn it around quick? And I'm, I might be stating the obvious here, Danton, is that you know we still have to be strong from the net out. If we're not strong in the net, it doesn't really matter what else we do. Well, you know, I, I think philosophically, I've you know, I've this might. I think 22nd year of coaching, I've always, always felt that way. And if, you know, when we broke, we were kind of looked at all the teams that made the NCAAs last year. You look at all their stats and you try and think, figure out some commonalities. I think the, the average save percentage for all those teams was 924. You know, we were at 905 uh, last year, 906, right around there, and, and didn't score a lot. And that's, that's a tough combination. So, you know what, we, uh, we, we needed to get that goaltending back. And, you know what, John, uh, Lessman's made made a heck of a stride uh, uh, this season, and he's he's progressively gotten better in his time here. Definitely over my three years, but I think his his focus and his dedication last summer on uh, you know improving uh, his power and his strength really uh, was noticeable. You know, gained some weight, so he's a little bigger now. He's he's still skinny, but uh, he's he's bigger, and you know he's just he committed to that and got better. And you know, Drew Dritter has pushed him, and and is certainly you know ready and, and capable, and he'll have to jump in and do it next year but you know john's been uh, outstanding for us and, and you just you, know, you might not need a 940 save percentage but uh you, you need a good one to, to be in the mix regardless of uh what's to, what kind of goals you get or production you get up front you gotta gotta stop the buck you know we always hear this comparison that goaltending is kind of like a left-handed pitcher you never know when they're going to hit their stride but usually they're kind of late bloomers and I know there's a couple of guys in the NHL now Carter Hart and, and players like that that are kind of bucking that norm but how difficult is it for you as a head coach to assess goaltending and figure out is this the guy or not? Because uh, I would imagine in, it, it would be easier when you see a forward or defenseman, they have maybe that it factor. Is goaltending a little bit different? Well, it, it, it is tougher. And, and I think if you go through it, you know, the forwards are probably easier to project and then the defensemen and then the, the hardest ones are the goaltenders. And because they mature late, because there's, you know, you can you can get by a little bit up front. You know, if you make a couple mistakes, uh, you've got defense behind you. And if, if they make mistakes and you've got a goalie behind you, so the immediacy of, of messing up mentally isn't quite as, is, is tough for the forwards. But man, if you mess up as a goalie, it's in the back of your net. So, you know, it takes a little while for them to, you know, learn their craft and, and develop their bodies and, and, and most importantly, develop their minds. And that's a hard thing to project. And, you know, we saw that with the NTDP. We're looking at kids that are 15 and 16 years old and trying to figure out where they're going to be at 18 and 19. And that's, that's a hard thing. You know, any of us with kids know that that is, uh, that's a, a guess at best. <laughs> so, you know, you, you work through it and you try and get to know the young men. And, you know, if, if they have, if, if they have the work ethic, if, if they have the, you know, the, 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 the team mentality, you know, if they have the right things and, um, you know, you can make a pretty safe bet. And, uh, and then coach extra does, does a great job here with the guys. and He's got a plan for them and it's, it's not a one month or six month plan. It's a four year plan for them. And the guys stick with that. You know, I've seen them do it lots of times. They, uh, they keep, getting better and uh, hopefully hit their groove uh, sooner rather than later. You know, every coach that I've ever talked to, whether they were a former goaltender or not, uh, at every level says, I don't spend as much time with the goalies um, as I do maybe the other, the, 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 the skaters, shall we say. Um, so when you're about to, to offer a kid a scholarship or look at him and that you're interested in him, do you go in for the close or, or do you just really, really rely on your staff who, you know, their job is, is to find that next terrific MSU goalie? Well, you know, definitely, you know, with, with Coach Exter's, expertise and, and background and, and knowledge we, we rely on him definitely quite a bit but you know what probably maybe five percent more than we do on defense and uh, and forwards you know he he's the guy that, that does the work and lays the groundwork and then you know every case is a, is a little different and sometimes you know all the the offers and, and everything comes a culmination here and sometimes like you said it is going out on the road and you know meeting with a young man and his family so you know we we have a, a a pretty, I think, good way we do it, and, and we kind of follow that. And 
you know, what, what dictates, you know, where, where offers are made and all that, then, uh, you know, we kind of figure out a lot of times I'm, I'm going where Joe tells me. <laughs> Your coaching resume is very impressive. Uh, you've coached at so many, uh, uh, great institutions or, uh, you know, the, the development program, as you talked about. I am kind of curious, Stanton, uh, you know, your opinion or take on the Big Ten Conference, because I was a big CCHA fan. I'm not going to lie to you. Almost every school that plays Division One hockey in the state of Michigan were all in that conference, uh, ex- except one. Uh, so I, I, I'm kind of curious. Um, it still seems to be evolving do you believe, and this is a bit of a loaded question, so I'm going to apologize, that Big Ten hockey has been good for college hockey, has been good for the state of Michigan? Well, that, yeah, that, it, that's a that's a tough one because I, you know when I grew up in the CCHA and you know like you and that you know there there was you know college hockey is different than all the other sports and, and kind of what we had with you know the CCHA and the WCHA had a good mix of. You know, Division One, and, and as they say now, Power Five conference schools, and Division Two, II, Division Three schools, and everybody could, you know, and maybe not every year, but everybody could compete in and out, and you know, it was kind of a, a special thing. And then, you know, but times change, and that's uh, that, that's kind of unfortunately you got to you got to deal with that. And I mean, ask anybody that was in the buggy whip industry what they thought <laughs> of Ford. So, you know, these things. You know they do change, and and sometimes it takes a little bit to see it. But I, I think one positive thing Eric, that that has come out of it is that you know the the schools in the Big Ten and then and then Notre Dame joining us are all you know very committed to the sport of hockey and and what the, what we've done with our facilities and our training and our travel. I think is just kind of raised the bar to what uh, college hockey is, and I think you've you've seen that in the NCHC and um, I think the WCHA is training. So in hockey, I think schools of everybody has had to to, to raise their their game a little bit in terms of you know what they're providing for the student athletes so i think in that sense it's it's been good and um i think it's a good league i think one thing that we're kind of a victim of is is a victim that everybody in our league is pretty good and you know it it, it leads to a lot of splits and you know right now pairwise we're, we're kind of all you know a lot of us are stuck in that 18 to 30 range which is good but you know if you split with somebody that's in the in the 20s and the pairwise you don't move up very much so you know the opportunities to move up are, are tough when everybody's kind of beating each other so um we've been kind of a victim of that but uh overall i, I mean it's it's a great conference every game is it reminds me i think of the old big 10 basketball league when you know there was just 10 teams and you played 18 games and you know if you were if you were 12 and 6 or 13 and 5 you had a good chance of winning the big 10 and and that's what hockey feels like now it's it's a battle every night and i think in terms of getting our guys our guys ready to play whether it's in the ncaa playoffs or in the nhl it's a it's it's a it's a great uh, great atmosphere and, and situation for them well, when you talk about conference, I mean, it, it is incredible, uh, uh, except for Wisconsin, who's uh, 10 points behind Michigan, who is uh, in sixth place right now. But the Wolverines uh, have 27 points. Penn State has 33. Uh, and you and Michigan both actually have two games at hand. You're in second place, tied with Ohio State at 31. When you talk about parity like that, uh, is that just uh, – uh, because obviously these are these are all named schools in the Big Ten conference. It, uh, you know, you're talking some some real heavy hitters in the Power Five for the most part. Um, is that because it is the Big Ten specifically why it's so close and why there is parity, or is that just the nature of college hockey these days? Well, I'd say both. I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, college hockey is in it's it's any night anybody uh, can win, and, and we you know you see it every weekend, and you know you need to quit being surprised by oh I can't believe they beat that team well it's <laughs> don't be because it happens so um and that's like I said it's good you know there's there's 60 schools now and it, it's 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 very competitive it's hard it's a lot different than uh, you know than it was in the 80s where you had you know where it was real top heavy and you knew you were going to get your 20 wins and you know the question was like here was you know do we get to 30 or or not you know and that's hard now not too many teams are getting 30 not too many teams are getting 20 so um 
I, I think overall it's a real positive thing, but I, I think, like again, sometimes people have a frame of mind of 20, 30 years ago, and, and that's what they want to see now, and it's it's just a way different landscape. So, But I think it's healthy, and, and you see it in the NHL as well. I mean, it's it's jammed up, and you look at the standings, and you know, you'll see five or six teams within two points of each other, and I think that makes it exciting for the players and the coaches and the fans, and um, I, I think it's in a, in, in a good state right now where – we're doing a good job developing young men and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's showing in the NHL where, I mean, we're up to what, almost a third of the NHL is guys that have come through college. And I don't, I don't see that trend changing. Um, this weekend you have a, a series with, uh, with your arch rival, the Michigan Wolverines uh, uh, on, on Valentine's day of all days, uh, you and the Wolverines will be uh, uh, doing battle uh, at Mont Ice Arena. And then it's the duel in the D on uh, the 17th of uh, um, uh, of February, uh, where uh, you will uh, uh, you, you guys will be uh, uh, taking on uh, Michigan at Little Caesars Arena. Can you expound a little bit? You've played in it about this rivalry, and what is it about maize and blue and green and white when they get together? Uh, and maybe it is appropriate you're playing on uh, Valentine's Day because both clubs seem to see red. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know it's 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 a great rivalry. It's 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 I guess it's you have you have a proximity which you need you know need to be near the other school to have a good rivalry. You need to have you know both universities at various times having success, and uh, um, and then you have to have a lot of games and a lot of history. You know, we've got all those things, and um, you know we we battle uh, recruiting for a lot of the same guys out of the state here. So you know what it, it it just lends itself to you know to be a good battle, and uh, um, we've we've had uh had some fun with it you know as, as a player and now as a coach and um i think there's a good respect um you know between the program you know when red was there and now with mel there that um you know red and coach mason i mean they they battled as, as you guys that know them or knew them battled harder than anybody but you know at the end of the day you, you shake hands and get, get ready for the next uh next time you play them so you know i've enjoyed it uh, it's good it's got a it's got a different feeling that week um or this week i guess um you know, just just in terms of the prep, and the guys are excited about it, and uh, um, you know, fans from both teams can can make it to both places, so it uh, turns into something really special. It, it really does. I mean, the atmosphere when Michigan and Michigan State play in any sport at all, but I mean, but certainly in hockey, uh, uh, it, it's a passionate crowd uh, both ways, and uh, uh, there does seem, and I and I really want to hit on that word uh, because I, I've talked it with Mel Pearson too, and and there's so many Wolverines and. Spartans in the NHL. Um, I don't know if it's after you uh, after you graduate and you leave both programs, but there does seem to be respect between these programs, which sometimes when you're discussing Michigan and Michigan State in the sport, that may not be the case. Yeah, you know, maybe hockey's a little different. I think, you know, we, we have the unusual situation of, uh, you know, any game we play where, you know, our guys have played, you know, we have, we have, uh, you know, the junior leagues and, and you look at any junior team in the USHL and there's, you know, 15 different schools represented in commitment. So, you know, these guys have played together. They played against each other growing up in Detroit or like I said, in the junior leagues and, or they've been at, at national camps together. So that's something that's a lot different from, from when we were growing up and, and to where you really didn't know the guys on the other team that well, you might've played with a couple of them in juniors, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what they identified with is that they were at Michigan and we were at Michigan State. And I think there's there's a lot more crossover now and you know, that's that's changed things a little bit. I don't think it's changed the the intensity of the game. I think when that gets going, I think um you know, even the young guys realize that uh that this is a big thing, it's a fun thing and um you get you get to do it, you know, four maybe five times a year, and um, it's it's a special game for the guys. So I think that part's still there, but I, I think overall, maybe uh, like I said, the guys knowing each other, growing up playing with each other, kind of changes some of the things. When you look at the standings, as I said, I mean, you know, you and Michigan both have played uh, uh, played eighteen games in conference. Uh, and uh, uh, you're ahead of the Wolverines by four. Uh, if you look at the uh, uh, games, are three points in the Big Ten for victories. Uh, I, I, you know, and, I, and not to overstate it, but this weekend series, what, and especially on Monday, what people are going to see. I mean, this is this is huge for both clubs. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, right now, you know, like you said, we have three-point games, the Big Ten. Every game's a, a six-point game, and, and, you know, we went through it last weekend with Minnesota. We were tied going in, and, you know, they win Friday night, and then there's, you know, all the pressure on us, and we get to come from behind win on Saturday night, and, you know, the emotional swings, but it's, you know, everybody's down to, you know, you know ourselves in, in Michigan have six games left, and some of their teams are at four, but... Hey, every game right now is a playoff and has implications on if you're at home the first round or possibly get a bye through the first round. It's, like I said, NCAA, uh, Big Ten uh, regular season ramifications, Big Ten playoff ramifications. So it's a lot, and it's uh, it's exciting, and I, and I like the way it is right now. And it's, Again, I think for the players and coaches uh, and the fans, it's, uh, it's just an awesome atmosphere, and there's more on the line than – just a rivalry game between uh, two universities that are, you know, 50, 60 miles apart. You know, every time, uh, and, you know, and I'm kind of uh, pigeonholing both schools here, but when I would see Michigan, Michigan State play, and I've covered a lot of those games over the years, it was always, you know, State is this uh, stout defensive team. I mean, they have guys who can score, no question about that, but, you know, tough in net, and, uh, and you know, Michigan is like, you know, the, uh, uh, the you know, today's version of the old Montreal Canadian flying freshman and up and down the ice and uh, won a high score. This does not appear to be the type of game that we're going to see this weekend, whether it be in East Lansing, but especially on Monday at Little Caesars Arena in the Duel in the D. Um, uh, this is going to be a tough, I think, low scoring. What do you project for uh, uh, this weekend series? Well, you know what? I, I think it, it's going to be a really good battle. I think both teams, you're right, both teams uh, defend well. Uh, both have starting goalies that are that are doing a nice job, and, and you know, you add the intensity into that. But I think what, what that boils down to is, I mean, just, just pick a really good playoff game in the NHL, and um, you get to the end of the game, and the score could be 8-7, to seven, Art, or it could be 2-1, to one, but you, there's the same emotion, there's the same feel, there's scoring chances, and there's hits. And I think it's just going to be that type of series where, it's just it's really good hockey if you're, if you're a hockey fan you're gonna love it and if you're not a hockey fan you probably become one <laughs> it's gonna be I, I don't know it's just our games with them over the last years have just been been really really fun and, and exciting and like i said great battles and um i don't see that changing anytime soon no i i really don't either i mean it, it is just a great atmosphere uh uh dan cole the head coach at uh, michigan state university hockey coach is joining us here on the red and white authority uh uh you know but playing in little caesar's arena playing in that nhl building uh, uh, I I would imagine when you, you there there doesn't need to be a, a whole lot of talk among the players or the coaches trying to pump the kids up. Uh, they're going to be ready to go. No, that's and that's that's the thing. I think you have to you have to manage the uh, the energy and the excitement a little bit, which you know a lot of weekends you don't, and and you don't want to get. You know, it's kind of the Goldilocks dairy there. You don't you know you don't want to be you know too hot or too cold. You want to be right in the middle and. In this situation, sometimes get, guys get a little bit too amped up, and you know you can get out there early and, and make some mistakes. So you want them in, in the middle somewhere, but you know it's you're, you're, it's Michigan State, Michigan, and you're playing at Little Caesars Arena, which is you know an outstanding venue. It's an NHL rink for the guys. So there's you know like we talked about earlier, all the you know there's playoff and regular season implications. So there's a lot going into these uh, uh, these games, and I think that's what college sports is all about. You know, big crowds and big state. And, uh, and a lot at stake, and that's hey, that's what sports teaches us how to handle that. And, um, you know, whether results go the way you want or the way you don't want, that's at the end of the day kind of defines you as a man is how you handle those things. And like I said, that's that's what we're trying to teach these uh, these young men, and this is a, a great way to do it. Right. When you look at it, uh, uh, the game is on a Monday. I know athletes are creatures of habit. They're they're used to doing a certain thing on a certain way on a certain day, and. Uh, uh, I know because of scheduling conflicts, the game is on a Monday night. Does that switch up your routine at all? Well, it, it does. I mean, just, you can't get away from it. Playing Friday, Monday is a lot different than Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, like we normally do. So, you know what? We'll we'll adjust and. 
you got to play the games where, you know, where they're scheduled and we've known this has been coming. So, you know, we took, uh, you know, actually we have to adjust our, our days off because, you know, with the NCAA, you have to take a certain amount off uh, uh, every week. So, you know, we move that around and then, you know, we'll go Saturday and Sunday. We won't skate real hard, but we'll, we'll work on some stuff and get on the ice. So it's a little different twist. And, uh, but, you know, we'll get down there on Sunday night and try and, you know, just deal with it as a normal on the road night before a game. And, uh, um, that, that I think we'll be fine. Like I said, the, the excitement, puck drops, usually all that other stuff goes out. And you just need, you know, energy and excitement and, and uh, good things happen. Well, when, uh, uh, to wrap it up, well, to talk about some of your players there, Danton, that, uh, that you know, that the fans can expect to see uh, uh, on Monday. I mean, Patrick, uh, and I always mispronounce his name, but Cordoronco, or uh, he's your leading scorer. He's from California, which is kind of the norm. Every time I look at a college hockey kid who's playing really well he seems to be from out west uh but uh, uh i am just kind of curious whom are whom are some of the spartans that uh, uh that we should look forward to on monday night well you know yeah patrick uh Kodorenko, he's, he's our leading scorer and he you know he really drives our drives our team and you know he's an outstanding player he uh, you know grew up in california but played in the detroit area for two or three years and then played with the national uh, national team before coming here so he's really been in the state of michigan the, probably the last eight or nine years of his life and um but but he's a guy that's you know gonna have a good chance to play in the nhl and he'll sign a nice deal at the end of the year and you know up front like i said he's he's a guy that leads us uh, uh mitch lewandowski as well was a, you know big 10 freshman of the year two years ago and he's a you know local uh, uh detroit kid so though those guys up front kind of get us going on the on the back end are you know our top pair of dennis azana and jared rosberger two two really good players dennis is you know one of the leading scoring defensemen in the league and does a nice job and jared's a fifth year senior that uh does a little bit of everything power play and penalty kill and he's a, he's a big strong young man and has, has just had a very very good year for us and then as we talked earlier, you know, John Lethman, that is, uh, he's our anchor back there and, uh, he's having an outstanding season. And, um, I don't know if it gets him in the picture for Hobie Baker, but, uh, you know, he's having that kind of year in terms of save percentage and, and goals against and wins and has just, uh, you know, really driven things for us this year. So it's, it's a good team. Uh, and we're fun to watch and work hard. And, uh, um, I love the battle level of our guys every night. Well, it's closed. It's going to be uh, obviously a great game on Monday night at uh, Little Caesars Arena between uh, Michigan State and Michigan. Uh, one final question, Danton. Uh, as great as it is to uh, play at Little Caesars Arena at any time, I would imagine that your goal is to play there in April when the national championships are there. Well, there's there's 60 teams that have that goal, and four of them are going to get it. So, um, but no, that would be it's going to be an unbelievable venue. And uh, you know what, my uh, uh, my sophomore year was down in Detroit at, at Joe Lewis, and you know we were fortunate to get there, and uh, we won it my freshman year, and got to the championship game my second year. So that's you know coming in seconds kind of haunted me for for a lot of years, and uh, it, w- it would be great to do. But you know what, we're uh, we've got a lot of work to do before we even get that opportunity. Um, we're focused on Friday, and and, uh, and we'll take care of that, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Um, Danton Cole, head hockey coach at Michigan State University. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Red and White Authority, uh, catching up with you. Uh, best of luck. Continued success, Dan. I'm really, really happy for you and the Spartans, and uh, it's good to see Michigan State hockey back where it belongs. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Ray. That will wrap up. Episode 140 of the Red and White Authority podcast. I'd like to thank Mel Pearson of Michigan and Danton Cole of Michigan State uh, for uh, joining us on this episode. And don't forget, this coming Monday, February 17th, Little Caesars Arena, 7 o'clock, Wolverines and Spartans. It doesn't get any better than that. Hope to see you down at Little Caesars as Michigan and Michigan State do battle on the ice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>